You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. a good starting point. Hello and welcome to another episode of Xtreme. My name is Zach. That is true. <laughs> God damn it. My name is Joey. And this, and this is a podcast where we are idiots and this sucks and I love you. Thank you for listening to our show. Bye. No, I'm just kidding. No, this is great. If you can't tell by the acoustics of the room. We're in it. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the same room again. Joey's here joining me in Toronto. Hello. Yes, hello from Toronto. Yeah, look, we're going to do a high five for real, in real person. And that probably came through. Probably. That wasn't Paul doing a sound effect. Or was it? You'll never know. Oh. Paul, put in another sound effect to confuse people. Oh, Paul. <laughs> Such a joker. We should have actually high five there. Oh, man, that would have <laughs> been really good. Why didn't we? Oh, whatever. Anyway, we're still running through Hyperlight Drifter, right? That's right. Man, what do you think of the game so far? So cool. Pretty, pretty goddamn cool, yeah, right? I got to actually play it with a controller today. Yes. That's It's, uh, not all of us are blessed with having a PS4 in our house. <laughs> <laughs> so we do what we can and we do what we must. But, um, yeah, I, I'm really still enjoying it a lot. But, uh, we have to pick up where we left off. We're making our way back down the mountain. But before we do that, I think we're gonna take a quick break. And no, we're not checking in with the travelers because they're, I don't know. Busy. They're busy. (laughs) (laughs) I love you. We'll see you in a minute. Bye. Bye.
like a di- <laughs> like a dinosaur's tail. What? <laughs> you never uh, seen that movie? The, the dinosaur's tail? Yeah. It was like, wasn't it called like We're Back, a dinosaur's tail? <laughs> wasn't that one with like Rosie O'Donnell? Oh, really? No, wait. That was the one where she had a dinosaur who's a cop. <laughs> <laughs> what? Man, the 90s were weird. <laughs> Yes, they were. The weirdest of times. Oh, no, it wasn't really. It was, it was, uh, what was her name? Uh, Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg. There we go. So you know what I'm talking about. No. <laughs> How did you? I what? don't know. <laughs> Just like a 90s, like, woman kind of. That's true. She was, like, everywhere in the 90s. Yeah. And then really, I don't know what is up with Whoopi now. What is up? She was cool. She was cool. Like I'm sure she's still kicking it. Yeah. Chilling with the dinosaurs or whatever. <laughs> I don't know what Whoopi does. Whoopi do. What Whoopi do? She chills. Whoopi chills. Whoopi do. <laughs> Whoopi do. <laughs> does. But Whoopi does. <laughs> we get proper English here. Yes. On extreme. This is high class. This is highfalutin entertainment. Indeed. Mm-hmm. I even managed to fucking stick the word falutin in there. What? I didn't understand it. But anyway. <laughs> Anyway, let's talk about going back down the mountain. Yeah. Because, as you would not expect, it's not the exact same as coming back up the mountain. That's a good thing. That is a good thing. Physically, the mountain has not changed, but there are things on the mountain now that were not there before. Yes. Much like when you are going through puberty, and, like, <laughs> you get all these acnes, and you're like, like, this wasn't here before. It's like, how did that happen? Why is my face all bumpy? And then you gotta get acne cream, and you gotta put it on every day. Otherwise, you have red face. It's okay, Zach. It, it was a trying time in my life. I was not a fan. It's normal for kids, you know, growing up. Look, it, was it normal it. to look like you had bee stings everywhere? Very normal. It was just like a, like a Brillo pad of pain. Don't listen to what the kids are saying. <laughs> That's fair. I never listened to them anyway. <laughs> But, let's get back to the game. As we're going back down here, we have the new sniper rifle, mm-hmm. which, trying it out for the first time, initially in that area, seems really overpowered. Okay. Um, the only reason I say that is because it one it does a lot of damage to enemies that have maybe, like, two health total. Right. And I think it does two health per shot. So, okay. in the beginning, uh, a lot of those enemies can be taken out by one bullet. Right. Because it goes through one and another. It just keeps going. It's nice. like like a high-powered rifle or something. But, like, holy, we're on the way back, it's almost like they're congratulating you for beating the the area, and they gave you, like, this weapon to just fuck with yeah. the entire time as you go back. Right, right, right. Like, like, have fun on the way back. Yeah, it's like, you've earned this moment. Like, <laughs> you just go and mow down people. Like, this gun can't be stopped. By any of the enemies in this area, you just go ham and have a great time. Um, nice. And some of those enemies that are you're running into are a new type of enemy, not crows. Well, there are crows, but there's a new enemy type, which are wolves, question mark? Wolves, question mark. Because I'm not quite sure. They look like wolves. But then again, I thought the crows were crows. <laughs> Maybe they're... I keep forgetting uh, they're not crows. Animals. They're like... What are they? Uh... Like ravens? Vultures? vultures. They're vultures. God, they. I just. I have it stuck in my head forever that they're crows. They're. We can call them crows. I mean. Crows. <laughs> I was trying to think of a pun with crow in it, but I just gave up halfway. If you think of a pun that has the word crow in it, you can send it to us at it's the extreme at gmail.com or wherever. 
I don't episode know. plug. Or put it into your mailbox and P.O. Box 1-800-Gmail. No, don't do that. <laughs> no? Okay, don't, don't do that. Never mind. I mean, it would be funny. You can do whatever you want yeah, in yeah. your life. We're not here to tell you one way or the other. Um, so these wolves, um, much lo- un- very much unlike the crows... Um, they are more of a physical attack as opposed to like a magical attack mm-hmm. and they try and like ram it like much like you expect an actual wolf to do right. it will run in on you and try and bite your face off of course so it homes in on you and like basically bombards you with blitz attacks nice I mean that's kind of what you expect from yeah. a, a wolf right so what do you do you just like hit it and dash away you hit and you dash or you just line that sniper rifle up and bam Ooh. sniped yeah Paul put in a snipe sound effect <laughs> <laughs> nice how did he do that magic the audio the wizard magic of technology oh Paul <laughs> can you teach me your magical ways <laughs> thanks buddy maybe maybe another time you get back to me on that one <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. Content. Yay. <laughs> um, so as you keep going through the stage or the back of the mountain, they've thankfully given back the health packs that you may have picked up on the way. So before, because they don't usually replenish health packs after you've saved and gotten them. Right. So they make a thing of saying, all right, you're going back down the mountain. You're fighting these new enemies. Here's some more health packs, which seems kind of obvious to do. But sometimes people just don't do that shit. Yeah. Like. Why not? Granted, a lot of games just have that, like, thing where you just automatically regenerate health. Uh-huh. Just because. Right. It's like, ah, oh, smear the jelly off of my face and I'm good to go. <laughs> if you know what I mean, then you know what I mean. What? Uh. <laughs> exactly. Paul, put in a sound effect to distract people. All right, I gotta stop relying on Paul. <laughs> um, so let's see. And I want to call it an interesting AI behavior that you uh, run into as you move through. Yes, I noticed um, this. Some enemies will actively, after you've killed off their buddies, um, they'll run away from you after their squad's taken down. Mm-hmm. So this happened when I was facing off like some. I don't even know what those are, but they're not crows and they're not wolves. They're like little hunchbacks. Those like piranha like, things. No, they look like goblins or something. Okay. Um, but once the most of their goblin buddies are dead, it's just one of them like, and there's one left. They'll like yeah. run away and be like, "No, please, I didn't do anything. I swear it wasn't me." And then you're like, "I don't believe you. Just look at this cut on my arm. That was yeah. you. You did that." Rifle. <laughs> No mercy. <laughs> and then you say, rifle to meet you. Uh, Boom. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Arnold said that on movie. Uh, good stuff. Yeah. I like movie. Terminator 6. <laughs> this time we ran out of ideas. <laughs> and Arnold ran out of puns. Um, but yeah, I thought it was an interesting little tidbit that they put in there for behaviors. They didn't have to do that. Yeah, yeah. They so. like they're, it's like they're trying to give the enemies some kind of uh, personality too. Yeah. Where they're like maybe they're only as strong as they are together. Mm-hmm. Normally they're like just weak and scared. Right. It's 
kind of just useless on its own. Yeah, so it's an interesting little way of also storytelling environmentally, because maybe because of that, you realize, like, oh, maybe they're just trying to survive, and the only way that they know how is to kill these people. Yeah. But, like, then you're a baller, and you take them all down. But, yeah, it's an interesting point. Yeah. Um, uh, there is one last dungeon that we have to hit up before we leave the mountains, though, so that we can continue our streak of a hundo P. Nice. Um, there's an interesting dichotomy in this new area, because it's a very dark dungeon. Um, not the darkest dungeon. That game's very hard. Don't, no, play it if you're a masochist. <laughs> you know what game I'm talking about? No. Nah. It's called Darkest Dungeon. I figured. <laughs> <laughs> I, you're a very smart man. You're good on the uptake. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it's a roguelike game where you, like, are going through and pilfering and playing through, like, with a party of four, but the shtick is that you have, like, a sanity meter... And, like, the more time you spend in the dark fighting monsters, the more your party could go, like, insane. Okay. And then, like, just, like, ruin everything for you because they'd be like, I'm not fighting anymore. I'm too afraid. So you can't use that party member anymore. Or one of them just starts, like, helping the enemy by, like, hitting other <laughs> people and being like, no, I give in. Like, you're the master now. <laughs> That's really funny. It's, like, funny, but then when you, like, put in so much effort, and you're like, oh, no! Siegfried, yeah. why? <laughs> anyway, it's a good game if you're a masochist. Um, but there's, in this dark dungeon, there's an interesting yeah. dichotomy between what is shown and what is not shown. Um, you will. I mean, so what's shown is uh, just enemies and switches. Uh, the enemies in this, in this dungeon are just random spiders. Ah. <laughs> Is that what happens when you see a spider? Just meekly. <laughs> to be fair, that sounds like what half the internet's reaction is to spiders. Either that or like pulling out their like flamethrower. Yeah. I said They're... like, did I did I do it with enough Indian yeah. that I was uh, like, I wasn't even looking and I I knew that you were. Thank you. I mean, it's just obvious. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's an interesting, uh, design point here that they're not showing you, um, the environment, but they are showing you enemies very clearly in the dark. Right. Um, and then that's, an uh, even more interesting point because the enemies don't seem like that much of a threat, but what is the threat is the fact the environment is not lit up and in that environment is giant moving rocks that will crush you and kill you instantly. Oh my god. Which you cannot see. That's so mean. But you can only hear. <laughs> so you're like, you have to like keep an ear out to hear like... Uh, nice. And like, if you're not paying attention, you're moving through too quick. And then like, this happened to me, I was moving through too quick. Mm -hmm. And then like, it makes a big show of dying. Because the whole screen flashes red... And then, like, you focus on your character, and you reset. Right. But, like, that moment in the dark when you're just not expecting to die instantly, <laughs> you're just like, oh, shit, what just happened? Yeah. <laughs> because, funny. yeah, it's almost like the difficulty isn't from the end. They don't want it to be difficult from the enemy's perspective. Or, like, from an enemy side, it's more like you're going through the stage, and the stage is, again, the enemy. Unpredictable. Unpredictable! You don't see a lot of that, like, having these sound to, yeah. like, move through a part of a game. I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. A lot of gaming is very visual. Yeah. 
but having some kind of audio cues and things like that. That's why I like games that actually incorporate a lot of music into them. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, this game I was playing was Crypt of the Necrodancer. Okay. It's a roguelike game where the only way you can move through is by moving on the beat of whatever song is playing oh, yeah, in the background. Yeah, I think, I think I played that. It's fun, was. right? Yeah. It's, I like it a lot. It's yeah. like, having, like, incorporated music in interesting ways like that, yeah. I am always on board with. But in this way, like, it's not, it's a, more of a, a mechanic here, but, like, right. the game revolves around it. Anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, um, what else we got here? A lot of environmental storytelling with literal just piles of corpses. <laughs> like, yeah. piles of bones everywhere. Yeah. And then on top of the bones, actually, you, when you're moving through the bones, because you have to clear them out to move, um, they could get stuck on your character. Like, as you're walking, like, you're kicking, like, a skull by accident, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're like, oh, this is weird. Like, why do I, why don't I just, like, phase through it? Ew. Yeah, why is this happening? I guess, because they're really hammering home, like, yeah. uh, something, maybe a what reference that I'm not getting. I don't know. I don't know, maybe it feels like an Indiana Jones thing. Yeah. Hmm. It's a weird, like, juxtaposition with the calming music. Yeah, right? <laughs> Very calming music, but then just literal piles of bones. Yeah. Um, there was something that actually bothered me in this area, which was the isometric design of the entire thing again kind of okay. came into play. Um, mm. When they're dropping in the enemies, uh, the spiders just kind of drop in from, like, from the ceiling. Oh, okay. But the problem with an isometric des- design and having it drop in, yeah. you can't really pinpoint where it's going to fall. Right, where it's going to land. Exactly. So, cause, like, because of the way that it is, it could be like, it looks like it'll fall here, right. and then it ends up falling here. It could be any here. point in the screen. It's crazy. But that's like a downfall again of just the design of isometric yeah. like, camera angles. Right. Or maybe um, like it's on purpose. Maybe it's like just a challenge. It could just be a challenge, and people and they're just trying to give you that like level of oh, this is a little bit harder now. Yeah. Now you can't really figure out where they're falling from. Right. Um, which that's a good point. Um, we'll give them a benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Um, but checkpointing in this dungeon honestly is weak as hell, because like a lot of the other ones, they give you a little more leniency. You die somewhere farther in. Um, they'll checkpoint you pretty close to where you die, but this one you have to go through the entire thing again if you die. Mm. Yeah. Which is annoying, because I always died, like, I died pretty close to the end, like, twice. Ah. And then you'd have to go all the way back through, and, like, hit all the same switches, because they had to reset the switches, and then kill all of the same spiders, and it's just... Ah, come on, Hyper Light Drifter. It's just trying, like... What happened? Why didn't you give the same kind of treatment for the checkpointing that you did in the other ones? Right. You know? Um, But after you beat this mini dungeon, um, it yields a little cutscene, actually. I I don't know if this happens every time you complete a set of four in the area. Um, But it gives you a flashback to all the intro stuff that we were talking about. Nice. Like, with the Anubis dog and the city being destroyed and the pillars and being consumed by darkness. Yeah. Um, but, like, that all happens literally after you have been crushed by figurative darkness. Like, there's some (laughs) darkness monster that just, like, sees you on the floor coughing and just, like, smashes down on you. Mm -hmm. And, like, Paul, that was a really good sound effect, man. That was perfect. How did you plan that? Like, you're on point today, Paul. I know. Thank you for that. Um, and then you leave the, the, uh, dungeon here surrounded initially by a bunch of, like, 
crows, actual crows, <laughs> not the angry crows, right. but like literal crows, but they're made of darkness, I guess. I don't darkness know. crows. Darkness crows. Real crows are made of darkness too, though, aren't they? That's true. Their base, their souls are full of darkness. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like crows. If that, if anybody's getting anything from this, it's just that I don't like crows. Crows are scary. Crows can go away. I say nose to crows. Nose to crows. <laughs> nose to crows. Actually, don't put your nose next to a crow. So. Yeah, probably not. No, I'll probably bite it, right? Probably. Uh, you had a bird. Did it bite your nose? It did. Uh, <laughs> but everybody loved Wembley. Yeah. Wembley was a good bird. He was. Uh, but he wasn't a crow. He was much better. He was a pirate. Um, I think we can actually take a quick break right about now. Let's do it. Because we're going to be going into a completely new area. So I guess it's time to get off the bus. And, Ooh. um... Everybody, please get off the bus. It's time to go outside. Why do I never understand what you're saying, eh? I don't, I don't get it. Oh, he said no. Uh, I do. I still don't even know if he's a man or a woman. I don't know. I both. I yeah. don't. I don't feel like I'm I gonna go ask. But I bought her the nice. I bought her the nice. Uh, the nice speaker phone, and she's not oh. using it. Oh, see, see. Maybe I gotta <laughs> go up there and remind her for next time. Just peace, because I can't understand her. I, every time I put my arms out, they get bit by crows. Ah, oh, yes, like Javier. He always knows. No, okay, <laughs> maybe we're just gonna okay. We'll just let the bus go and see where that's, it takes that's, us. And that's a good okay, I'll bring my arm back in because there's so many crows. That's a good. Okay, good crows. Wow.
if any of that got picked up on the mic. <laughs> probably pretty, probably pretty, not. Pretty quiet. <laughs> it's okay. That was that was just for me. Yeah, it was just you know creep you out a bit. Yeah, it's keep a good you, keep it, you on your toes. Just a peek behind the curtain. That's how we get ready here. Joey just tries to creep the shit out of me, <laughs> and then we start recording. Because, I mean, what makes better content than me being on edge? <laughs> That's right. It's like uh, Saturday Night Live when they try to, like, mess each other up. Oh, yeah. Or just, like, staring at someone for an incredibly long period of time. Just prolonged eye contact for, like, a whole prolonged minute. Prolonged eye contact. <laughs> prolonged <laughs> eye contact. God, I love that. That was so, so good. funny. Yeah. I actually rewatched it recently. Just, nice. If you guys haven't seen it, check out Bo Burnham. Uh, what stand up call is yeah. called? What it's, it's so funny, it's dude is hilarious. Yeah. The whole thing is just amazing the whole way through. Even like re-listening to it on the like album, it's uh, still nice. funny. <laughs> his other his first special was good too. I know he's a really funny guy. Yeah. Anyway. We're in the eastern area yes. now of, uh, what is that name of this land again? Uh, Driftopolis. Driftopolis. <laughs> Where everybody's Tokyo drifting around, <laughs> and there's like a Vin Diesel or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, just one, just one or two. One Vin or Diesel. two Vin Diesels. <laughs> yeah, they're not like, they're not like uh, Zubats in caves. <laughs> they're not as abundant. Yeah, they're also midgets. They're also, yes, they're all very tiny and blue or something. Um, but yeah, now we're in the eastern area, um, and it introduces a new little gameplay element, which is exploding boxes. Yay! So, more bait-and-switch stuff. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. This is actually pretty apparent that it is an exploding box, or at least that it's a box that's different from the other boxes. Because mm -hmm. um, unlike before, where they had the floors that fall out, like this... The box is, like, glowing, and you put it next to a normal box, it doesn't look anything like it. Yeah. Okay. So initially I thought it was, like, a bait and switch when I was only half paying attention, and then I played through it again. And I was like, no, wait, I'm a dummy. It was not the same thing at all. Uh, so it was a completely new thing, so it's not a bait and switch, but it is a thing I wanted to call out. All right. Because, yeah. Uh, but there is more awesome environmental storytelling uh, with this... Uh, mossy little guardian statue, which I assume maybe was not a guardian, but maybe a, a robot that has mm. been uh, decommissioned for a very long time, like a, one of those colossi, you know? Oh, nice so, finalization. Right? <laughs> um, but I thought it would be an interesting little thing. Maybe they're going to be... I want them to explain a bit more. It, it yeah. just makes me more curious. Yeah, I think that's the goal of it, just yeah. to like, keep you asking questions exactly it makes me want to keep digging more into the uh the background of the game yeah and be like what does that mean what does that mean what's that mean and i pass it on to you guys and then you say cool <laughs> <laughs> uh but then we move on and there's more dashing navigation which is not new so i'm going to pass through it uh, entering into a ruin area, I guess the yeah. eastern area is, used to be a, like a temple or something, uh, but it's got like a ruinish vibe. Yeah. Not like ruin, like, oh, gloom and doom. Like, I actually mean like temple ruins. Right. Yeah. Ruins. Yeah, ruins. Gotta have a hard U. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With an umlaut. 
within the two, at least one umlaut, <laughs> perhaps two two umlauts. <laughs> two umlauts. That wow. That's, that's, that might be that's a hard two. <laughs> but that might mean too many ums. <laughs> two ums. Too many umlauts. <laughs> Sounds Jamaican. I don't even know what we're saying anymore. No. Are these words not not? Technically, not fair. <laughs> um, that's what happens when we're here together. We just start making zero sense. But you know what's not zero sense? More environmental storytelling. Yes. Segway. <laughs> uh, there are some tiles on the ground here that have these two blue figures on the ground. Did you notice that? The two blue figures. There's on like the a tiles. there's like a blue figure on some of these tiles. One of them is holding like a stick, and the other one's holding like what looks to be a goblet. Okay. But I don't know what they are. But they're everywhere in the ruins area. Just like a picture of this blue thing mm. holding a staff and another blue thing looking at him holding a goblet. Some sort of hieroglyphic storytelling. Ah, yeah, see, the environmental storytelling goes on. You're more interested in You're like, what's up with the blue people? What's up? I mean, technically the drifter is blue. Oh. So maybe his people were there at some point. Who knows? Oh. Nice. Because nobody else is blue that we've run into. Figuring it out or something. Piecing it together. But, uh. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Got it in two. Um, but as you go through again, another one of those travelers, like the one initially we saw in the mountain area, who showed yeah. us with the bosses. Another kind of similar thing. Yes. He just shows you a picture of what looks picture to be story. A, like a giant moldy toad. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I'd bring it up, but it would take me too long to show you. The moldy toad. Yeah. The giant moldy toad, right? Right. There you go. <laughs> now that you're seeing it in front of you. Yeah, it just happened. It just poof. It instantly, poof, now it's here. Moldy toad. Moldy toad. It looks exactly like a moldy toad. I mean, like, it, yes, I don't know how else to describe it, so let's move on from describing it. Yeah. Um, and then as you go past this guy who was explaining about the moldy toad, uh, there's a miniature cutscene that actually plays. Yeah. Where it introduces the new enemies of this area, which are, I guess, toad minions mm -hmm. of some kind. But they're also ninjas! What? They're ninja frogs! Oh, god damn it. This is just, it's abominations against God. <laughs> this is ninja frogs. Um, so they're dragging bodies onto a pile initially. Like, without, before they saw you. Yeah. And then they're like, oh shit! And then they Thing. start throwing, like, ninja shurikens at you. Yeah. But, like, they're very slow. Uh-huh. Like, again, it's really about choreographing what's happening, as opposed to doing it quickly and making you feel bad about it. Mm -hmm. The way that they make you uh, work for it, so to speak is by understanding how they fight, and then they throw a bunch of them at you at once, and just say, deal with it. Yeah. So that's kind of how their combat works. It's like, just putting your red in there. Yeah, they introduce it on a lower level, and then yeah. eventually they're probably going to kick it up with like, 50 frogs! <laughs> Everywhere! That's, what they, that's how they did it. They're like, what should we put here? 50 frogs! <laughs> I mean, isn't that what, like... Programming it. Isn't that what, like, Moses did? Yeah. just like, 50 frogs! <laughs> You'd be like, God, get all these frogs out of here. Slang of the firstborn! <laughs> oh, no, Moses, those aren't frogs. <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> but yeah, like, frogs everywhere, right? Oh, my goodness. Um, 
what else do we got in here? Um, they're pretty quick, but that's, yeah, they threw ninja stars, and that's a thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's move on. That sounds out fair. Um, the camera refocuses as you move through here to focus on uh, the giant colossus arm that you remember nice. seeing there, and it kind of makes a whole deal of showing that it's gripping something in its hand. Yeah. But I don't know what it was. Like the road? I don't, yeah, it might have like grabbed the road to the next area in its hands, like crushing it as its last dying act or something. Be like, fuck you, basic infrastructure. And then just froze. Because like... Best. <laughs> it does seem very comic book guy. Best death ever. <laughs> What did it ever happen to him? I haven't watched The Simpsons yeah, in a while. Is this still a thing? I don't know. I, I assume so. Okay, well, I'd write us in. Let us know if Comic Book Guy is still yeah, a thing. Tweet us a picture of Comic, of comic book, book Guy. Just send us pictures of Comic Book Guy all the time. Ne never stop. One picture. <laughs> million pictures. <laughs> and then we move into, uh, after this closet area, it's downward into a little cave of wonders. Because I'm not original. <laughs> um... So, first off, there's floating corpses. Of course. Which is yeah. just super. Yeah. Awesome. Wonders. Um, and you see more of these toads, but they actually don't pay attention to you. Because mm -hmm. uh, they're actually carrying these lanterns um, in a side area that you can't actually access. Okay. Um, and so, initially, you're like, oh, shit, let's go investigate. Where are they going? Uh, but actually, you can. It takes you out. I wonder what they're doing. I don't know. Maybe, like, to be continued. Yeah, something to do with light, but... Yeah. Investigation continues. It's like a movie. Uh -huh. It is like a movie. Next time on Movie Ballsy. <laughs> movie, movie ball. I mean, like, half of these movies now are becoming Dragon Ball movies because it's like, or at least referentially doing yeah. that stupid shit where it's like, part one of the movie is done, now wait another six years to hear part two. Yeah. Like Avengers. Yeah, what is up with that, Avengers? Get your shit together. Put it in one movie. I don't have six years to wait. Actually, I probably do, but I don't <laughs> want to be thinking about it. Um, but yeah, then after you exit this area and you're like cliffhangered with that lantern area, um, you start coughing up a lot of blood, actually, in this area. Mm. More so than before. Um, I'm wondering if this is going to be a progressive thing. I don't know. It's like something's happening to you. I mean, initially it did start off with us passing out in our own pool of blood. Right. So. I figured that's just because we were like, just were like, damaged. Probably. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I guess we'll have to figure that out as it goes through. Another yeah. thing. Another story hook. Maybe like we're dying. But it could be dying. Yeah. Very slow death in the land of Driftopolis. Mm -hmm. I mean, who knows? We'll actually probably figure it out later. But yeah. For right now, this is a maestri. <laughs> um, and there's another giant statue, which I wasn't quite sure what it was. It looked like one of those, like, totems? Totems, yeah. But, like, I don't know. It didn't kind of seem to fit, like, what a colossus was. Right. Literally just looked like a totem, but I guess you're in a ruined temple area. Yeah, like, it makes sense with the background and stuff. Yeah, maybe it's part of stuff that they prayed to. Yeah. Who knows? Um, and then we enter into a new dungeon here, and, um, there's, like, a little shop of horrors plants fucking everywhere. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The ones that you ran into oh and just kind of, like, balls your face off. Uh, I tried to kill them, and I couldn't. 
Instead, <laughs> they're very tough. Um, but there's also a little interesting thing from before. So as you're moving through, you see little plant bushes that you're kind of cutting through that yeah. initially look like the enemies that you run into later. Right. But since you had initially run into them and they didn't attack you, you wouldn't expect them to actually start attacking you here. Yeah, so you just go on, like, no fear. Yeah, and then you just kind of, like, get ambushed. And you're like, what the fuck? I wasn't expecting that. And then you're like, mind blown. We're changing the direction. Um, again, setting up a precedent, changing it. Seems to be this game shtick. It's a good, it's a good shtick. It's a good shtick to keep you on your toes. Yeah. But I, mm, oh, actually, I'm okay with it. I was yeah. thinking about it. I'm fine. Um... <laughs> What else do we got here? Um, you, I think we made it through the gauntlet that I was showing you with these giant, giant plant monsters that um, have a crazy jump distance. Yes. And okay. like they'll jump probably half the screen to get at you. They could dash better than you can. They dash twice as good as you can. <laughs> And they'll, like, take off, like, two or three health per hit. Oh, my God. And yeah. considering you only have five health initially, that's a fair chunk of damage. Yeah. You cannot tank that many hits. You gotta be careful. You gotta be careful. Um, but it's good. It teaches you to understand how to dodge and, like, really yeah. uh, challenges your ability to dash out of the way. Yeah. So it's, like, understanding and evading and winning and giving and receiving. And sharing. And sharing and caring. And, caring and masturbating. And what? No. <laughs> yeah, that last one. That last one, too. Sharing is caring when you're masturbating. That didn't rhyme at all. No. Um, but it's interesting how you can actually use... So these plant enemies, some of them, when you kill them off, they explode. Mm -hmm. uh, but you can actually use that to your advantage... Um, where the plant enemies will actually be, like, miniature bombs that can actually be, uh, that attack the enemy, too. Right. So they're not fully focused on being an enemy against you, they just become a bomb, almost. Right. So it's an interesting little change, because the enemy, uh, becomes something you can use to progress. Yeah. Um, it's a pretty cool little, um kind of game design thing, turning up its head. Um, and then I think this is probably, we get the la we get the first of the light cubes from this dungeon. Ooh. And then, honestly, I think this is a good place to stop. And so, yeah, I think we'll just cut it off here. Let's do it. Um, so thank you guys again for listening. We really appreciate it. Um, as always, you can reach out to us at itsthextreme at gmail.com. That's I-T-S-T-H-E-X-S-T-R-E-A-M at gmail.com. That's right. Where else can you find us? Twitter. Twitch. You're going to be on Twitch next week. I will try my damnedest. Will you, be there? will you be there with me? Thursday at 7 p.m.? Thursday at 7 p.m. Let's do it. Yes. Um, Facebook. Yes. Instagram. Yes. Google. Yes. Yes. If we're, yes, literally, we are on Google. On Google Plus. Just type in It's the Extreme, all one word, and you will find our shit. Like, if you for, remember anything today, remember. Remember to brush your teeth. It's the Extreme. Yep. Okay. <laughs> brush your teeth. Yes. If you have to remember, you can remember two things. Yes. Two things. Brush your teeth, and It's the Extreme. Don't yeah. forget to write that down. <laughs> Yes. And that's... Oh, thank you to our parent network. Never Sleep Network. Yes. You can find us there, too. Yeah, check them out there. We're there, too. 
Uh, a lot of great shows there, so check them all out. They've got a new show. They do have a new show. Very Smart People, hosted yes. by Steve Patterson. I believe nice. he was the CBC radio host. Yeah, that's awesome. He seems like a cool guy. I haven't met him in person yet, but um, he seems to be legit and yeah. very funny. So go check him out. VSP. Um, other than that, I think that's where we're going to call it today. And I don't have a sketch. Help, Joey. I think... I Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com.